Drop. Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends with better friends who love professional wrestling. Isai is here. Ooh. I'm Derek. <laughs> Matt Stone of the Caldwell Stones. And uh, Zach Zach will be joining us shortly. They, um, need, they, they need to get some food in their belly. Yeah. yeah. They got some low blood sugar, and that's important to them. Yeah, yes. they're, they're swimming through deal. the they're swimming through the void of a, of a Zoom call, and eventually they will they will breach the surface and join us here shortly. And yeah, Zach, Zach's got real diabetes. I got fake diabetes. Don't, don't diminish yourself like that a couple seconds into the episode. No, it's true. Yeah, wait, wait no. for a little bit to diminish yourself. Hey, I your diabetes insulin. Your diabetes uh, is real. Also, also let us diminish you. Yeah. Okay. Let me make fun of your diabetes. Yeah. Fucking put me down. I like it. Put me down. Spit on me. Oh, we're going to get into this talk. Well, I mean, no, no, no. We actually have a much better conversation to be had with you listeners today. I don't know if we do. I think yeah. so. Before we get onto the topic at hand, yeah. Did you all see some fucking wrestling this week? I did. I did. And I did like it. I feel like we're still a little, my personal opinion, my only quick take is that I still feel like we're a little too early in the process to see what storyline wise we're going. But pacing wise, wrestling has felt much less of a slog. I did not watch the full three hours of Raw. I did. I, I and I, but I imagine it cruised along pretty good because it felt like the episode had stories that it was touching on throughout the whole show. Yeah, to keep you interested. And I think the 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 kind of uh, being cautiously optimistic is probably a good a good spot to be in. But because like what they're doing right now, it's like they're trying to make everything cohesive, which is wild. Um, because you just haven't seen that on Raw in ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I forgot what the, it feels like. Say from the Attitude Era, where you had that long narrative, Austin versus McMahon, and then everybody was just kind of involved in the whole thing, which I think that's what made the Attitude Era everybody looks back so fondly, is because, like, for the most part, in those two hours of the Attitude Era, like, things were involved with each other. And so it's like, you know, even though DX is doing its own thing over here, Triple H is hanging out with, like, the corporation and then who's fighting McMahon or fighting Austin, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So it's like all these interweaving things. And so that's like something that it seems like they're trying to do. It's like they're weaving storylines kind of through each other. And there's like a through line throughout the whole show of like, Oh, like with the women, it's like Bianca, like Bianca Belair and Becky had their thing, but then you insert the Bailey EO sky Dakota Kai group. And then you get like Alexa Bliss and Asuka. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you have like an hour of TV that is all cohesive, even though there's different segments put in other spots. It's like, oh shit. It's like, I forgot what it's like to have like breadcrumbs laid out. Like even the yeah. video package for like the US title that they played was just like, it, it took 45 seconds a minute. And it's like, oh, that is all it takes to make it look like you give a shit about something. It's just put a video package together. Yeah. And then... um they then like they make the matches feel important because they actually have people in them. They're two like three like triple threat matches, and then the winners of those matches then fought each other. Each one of those matches got time, and they're all in different spots of the show. So another just through line throughout the whole show was 
the U.S. title, and it's mm-hmm. important. And it's like you got this match and this match and a Bobby Lashley like talking segment, and then you get the final match, and everything is just like, oh, great! Like, I I get paid off for watching this. It's not just a weird series of events <laughs> yeah. that just happen like for no reason. It's like, oh, there's purpose behind everything. Also, the fucking coolest Styles Clash I've seen in a long time. Yeah, Mustafa, yeah, Mustafa Ali hits the 450 on the Miz, bounces up through like <laughs> fucking RVD style, gets caught in a Styles Clash, and then Damn, Styles beautiful. Clash onto the Miz. What a what a weird team. Mm-hmm. Like the Miz, the Miz and AJ, right? No, Is it, that a team? No, it's oh. um, it was a triple threat match. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Logan, that oh, makes so much, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> but okay. yeah, because the Miz and because like at SummerSlam. The Miz w- found out that secretly AJ Styles had been training Logan Paul, right, to uh, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to to defeat him with some some more movies. And kind of one of the cool things too, like if you're trying to kind of connect some dots to the previous regime, when Mustafa Ali came back, he came back against the Miz. Oh, interesting. And so it's like these little like, hey, like if you've been paying attention, there's a little something for you. Yeah. And then like the women feel like so important. Like the women's storyline was one of the biggest things there. Um, Tommaso Ciampa is now a made man. Mm-hmm. Um, real, real, real quick, real quick. Um, I think that is where a lot of people are talking about, is this going to hurt AEW, blah, 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 blah. I don't think it will, but I think in the women's, I guess they, it's already, the women's well, is already did better. Did you hear what AEW is planning, right? Is their own women's show. I don't know if that means in uh, on YouTube. Yes, I honestly I think so. I think that, uh, but like, um, yeah, I don't know if that means then remove all women from Dynamite and Rampage, or if it just means give them another place where they can get over on, on YouTube. But I yeah, mean, it's like at I don't, least give them a place where they can wrestle a little bit so they can get decent. Do it on TV. Do it on TV. Like I, the don't thing is that have a separate show. Yeah, yeah. because but, the moment but, you do, the moment you do is the moment that like they're not important enough to be on Dynamite. Yeah, but. Make it like the YouTube show, like developmental, though. But and still put so them on TV. So you don't put them on TV looking like shit like they do now. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like they have people there that won't look like shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like push like them. four. Yeah, I mean, like where has Akara Shida been? That's true. Yeah, they have Emi, a lot. Sa- Emi Sakura, Riho, yeah. Serena Deeb's a great wrestler. Like use who you have. Yeah, yeah. And it's like also like Ruby the moment- Riot. <laughs> Yeah, Ruby's gone. Athena, uh, Athena's been on dark elevations, like after her little three week push. It's like, is um, it like, and has is Thunder Rosa still the champion? Yeah, and then she has she done broke, anything? She broke Jamie Hader's nose last night. Okay, okay, so she's doing stuff. Um, she has a shirt that says Sandbagger. <laughs> okay, that's fun. I'd Thick. buy that. I guess I wouldn't at all. Like, why is <laughs> promoting that she's like a bad person to work with? Yeah, oh, no, that's true. Yeah, well, yeah. like, but, but we've seen in like the Joey Janela interview that he did with uh, uh, Renee Paquette recently was that like confirmed what a lot of folks think is that Tony Khan's focus is not on AEW Dark. It is not on AEW Dark Elevation. So you put another YouTube show out there. There's yep. zero way to spin it to think that Tony Khan gives a fuck about it. And and it's like if it kind of would feel like unless they use it to to develop like make a developmental show that they also continue on actual dynamite or rampage it just feels like somewhere to, to put something he doesn't care about 
And what's funny is it seems like all of uh, the things Tony Khan does care about are is are injured. So mm-hmm. CM mm-hmm. Punk, CM Punk, Danielson is best is best. The, CM Punk. the one thing I the, before on the WWE before we get into our fun ass topic uh, is I did watch the the interview that Triple H did on on Logan Paul's show. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting to watch the whole thing, but I did because it was really interesting to see Triple H in this element where he feels really cool you know what i mean like where it is a little outside of him just talking yeah exactly it's it's out it's him talking about wrestling outside the wrestling bubble and so he's just like one you really do get to see how much triple h loves professional wrestling and i believe that about him i think he's passionate about the the sport i think he he sees it in a big picture of how it can tell stories that are relatable worldwide both sports entertainment but also pro wrestling uh-huh but it was also really interesting to see like the the addition of logan paul into wwe also seems like less of a, a celebrity gimmick spot even so much as like bad bunnies is but more of a way where logan paul they kind of want him to be an ambassador for this other part of social media that they don't fucking understand like they just don't get and so instead of like trying to dip their toes in it themselves because they're cringy as fuck when they do that <laughs> notoriously bad at it yeah like so bad it's like you hear the nxt 2.0 commercial when they're trying to sell the merch it's like we got the drip so you can <laughs> drop yes, your dude. fit uh-huh. and it's like stop you know who would have been better as an ambassador than logan huh. paul the internet champion himself zach Ryder. yeah I mean, he, he doesn't hit. He people. doesn't understand it now. Well, there's, well like, also, there's probably he created. There's, he also, created the internet for WWE. Yeah, but he, there's also he, contractual stuff, right? But he he, he also cre- he created the internet for WWE. Yes, but it's like that was for wrestling fans, and, and that was for, a long time ago. This is for not wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, lapsed yeah. fans. Yeah, but it's like, also oh, yeah. really interesting to see Triple H talk about. He went into detail about the the feeder system that they want through like college athletics the nil nil which i do think is pretty interesting where it's like they i had heard reports right that like at the last training session they were pretty underwhelmed with the the athletes showing up from the nil it wasn't even underwhelmed it was like it was like a disaster yeah and people were getting injured and shit dude right and so it's like i wonder but it was weird to hear him talk about it so like positively and like this is the direction we're going where it's like i wonder if you know, I'd be I, obviously he's going to be. We can imagine he'd be more receptive to also looking into the independent wrestling scenes to to mm-hmm. pull talent from. But it's like it still seems like WWE's major focus at this point is still building homegrown stars from mm-hmm. young athletes. So they should like, get table tennis athletes. That'd be so sick. What they're That's doing, do. hand eye coordination is kind is, of it's kind of like if you think of NXT circa like 2014, and that's I think the direction it's going to go. Is that when Corbo showed up? Well, that's when you're going to have the Corbins and the big wrestling or the big like football guys, the madcap mosses of the world. Mm-hmm. But then you're also going to get the independent wrestlers coming in and then you're going to have both of them. So because he sees it and you could tell like what, what NXT originally was, if you wanted as developmental, because now he can do whatever the fuck he wants on any of his shows. So he can kind of put, okay, I need to have this here and this mm-hmm. here. So for NXT, you can have a mix like, and in my head, like what I feel like he would do would be like a 60-40 mix of independent wrestlers mm-hmm. and, and then like people from other walks of life get them together. And it's like 
these people who are maybe were actors or had like these big like social media followings and kind of have that charisma can talk to fucking Johnny wrestling over here mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, this is how you do this part. And they're like, well, this is how you fucking wrestle. And then boom, <laughs> they're both good. It's like yeah. the match that like Austin Aries and Baron Corbin had, like it was like Baron Corbin's best match up until Friday, which was wow. against Ricochet. Okay. Was Wait, this amazing. Friday? Yeah. 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 Really? Okay. I have to watch great. that. Um, wow. Ricochet I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> never thought I'd see the day. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's like, oh, cool. It's like he understands like this presence and he's like from another, like another field of using football. And he has and cool then, moves. And then, then you have Austin Aries, who's an independent wrestler who's been on the hustle for 15 plus years at this time. They come in there and then that's where it makes sense. Having fucking stacks versus <laughs> fucking, um, you know, Von Wagner isn't going to make anybody better. Mm-mm. No, you, you need those other guys. And then when you get them both going against each other and with each other intermingling in, then when you bring those guys up, you have the wrestlers that people will like. You have the yeah. big stars. You have the football guy. You have mm-hmm. this. You have all of it. So instead and- of like cutting off your fucking foot, like you have the whole body, you have the whole leg. Yeah. And I think Fuck like if leg. we're if we're talking about right now, Roddy is the perfect guy for that. Roddy's fantastic. Totally. Like yeah. I don't know what he's doing in 2.0, like if he's actually wrestling people who need help or whatever, but like yeah. like he's the perfect guy for that because he's well, maybe he's not because maybe he's too fast. <laughs> maybe. No, he's just, oh, but they need to know how to work fast because that's true. <laughs> but there is a um, good point too that that Triple H made too of like with the um with that kind of that nil system uh it there are like a lot of folks a lot of college athletes out there who do like wrestling who grew up watching wrestling who just would never think that's an avenue they would go down so it's like there yeah. are still ways you can find people who are passionate about the business through this way but I feel like you're going to have to filter through a lot of just fucking like meat you know sacks of meat to get there yeah, yeah but like, if you think of like what they like probably pay like the performance center people and you, you have, let's say, yeah, from like a hundred something people in there. If you get five, that's great. Yeah, yeah. totally. Like you and, five guys, you're, you're, you're in the money. You're, you're, you're making positive money. I'm sorry. This is, this is, we don't have anything. I mean, we do have a thing to talk about. This but actually like, kind of bleeds together a little bit. Um, I was just thinking, like, I don't like Bobby Fish as a person. Sure. I think he's a great wrestler. He gets injured so much. I mean, I mean, cross your fingers. I hope the whole the whole undisputed era goes goes back home. But <laughs> have Bobby Fish train people in AEW? Yeah, he he looks like he could be a trainer. There's, he knows it. He's good. Um, a, a massive benefit to the way the WWE has a uniform kind of approach to all their talent that I think AEW, to your point, Derek, would really benefit from. I th- well, you, they, I think I mean, you need the mix of both. Well, and a- AEW needs, I mean, like we said from the beginning, they need writers. They need more than Tony dealing with talent. They need, I guess they have some talent relations people, but Christopher they, Daniels. And now I think it's like Sanjay Dutt and Pat Buck and shit. But they need, like, they need a structure like WWE has. Like, even if it's much more loose, like, they need. They need something. Someone to at least like, be like, to put on paper, like, how does this style and this style, how is that actually going to ma- like mesh? And then, like, figure out ways that you can do cool stuff to make it mesh. A lot of, well, right now, it's a lot on the performers, who for a great deal of them do a lot. It's almost, it's just under, 
but served like by it, just how it, much of a fucking mess. It's we're under the performers who don't get to choose where their story goes. Yeah. So it's and, like Malachi Black could have this really cool idea, but then it just doesn't. He can't execute it because he. Yeah. 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 Because he has to. Um. Because he has to fucking work with the fucking blonde boys. I don't yeah. even remember their fucking names. Varsity Var- blondes. Yeah. I think you need a mix of. Of if you mix like NXT's like super regimented style, but then also the looseness of AEW being able to go out and um being able to go out and um do independent stuff and do shit like that. Um then I think that's the best of both worlds. Like when WWE like NXT was sending people over to Evolve, that was the best part. Mm-hmm. Because you got evolved talent fighting against like Fabian Eichner. The Street Profits went down there and won the Evolved Tag Champions, like mm-hmm. championships. And they're fighting guys like AR Fox. And I think at the time, like Eddie Kingston and shit. And it's like, they're not going to show up at NXT, but it's like, that's great to have those guys get that experience. It's different styles and not have the shackles of like, hey, we have like 10 minutes on TV for you to do. And this is what like the producers are wanting. No, it's like, go out there with these guys. They're going to get you through a good match. Yeah, Shit like that is what you need. You need the mix of both. I think the worst thing for that that could ever happen to Tony Khan is WWE getting good again. So yeah, the worst yeah. thing that happened was Triple H becoming again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again. So, yeah, he's, he's but, like, oh my toys. Yeah, but this is like the my flex. Well, this is like the part that the 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 other side of it where like when AEW started and everyone's like, well, the real winners the fans, you know, like because we just get all the options. But it's like r- really in the sense of like now in the bigger picture, it's like, we are seeing Tony's first real need to pivot his approach and we'll see how he handles it. Cause it doesn't seem like he's doing a good job so far being like, well, we'll just put all the women on YouTube. I have a great idea. Y'all we'll just put them on YouTube. When it, when it comes to what Tony's trying to do, uh, his competition's back. NXT was his competition. They technically beat their competition, but WWE also did a real hard pivot. But this is his competition is Triple H and his boys and girls and girls. Triple H now with full power over the big shows down too. yeah. Well, no, Tony Khan still has power over the big show. Oh, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. Also, also. Hi, Zach. Hi. We should do another clap, everyone. Oh, no, we're just using the Zoom recording, baby. Oh, then there we go. We're going. We're rolling. We thought about this. I'm Zach. (laughs) (laughs) And now we can get to it. Now Um, we can tell you fuckers what we're here for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Ricochet versus Baron Corbin was great on Friday. It was great. Clip the soundbite. Clip the soundbite. Just just And then pretend you're listening to it in 24. 16, 2017. This is Isai saying Baron Corbin was great. <laughs> Just cut out the ricochet yeah. part. They, they did like, I, 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 you don't see these spots, but like the big back body drop spot. It's so yeah. old school. Ricochet went 30 feet up in the air. Dude, I'm he, so like, glad Ricochet's the, back. The deep six was like a thousand rotations. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> because he's a little boy. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's like Triple H is back for like a, like a full week. You got seven days of Triple H, and all of a sudden, what? like, oh yeah, Ricochet's back. He gets a, a match at the start of SmackDown, which pretty they did a recap, a little angle to set up the match, and then fifteen minutes of match to start off SmackDown. And Ricochet wins. The fans came up like they came alive for Ricochet because they just let him wrestle. 
Yeah. Well, well it's man, fucking great. <laughs> wasn't Triple H's first big thing was that SmackDown where Sheamus and Drew McIntyre had a match for half an hour? No, a yeah. whole Bailiwick match. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wasn't Donnie that like Brooke. his Donnie was, that his first thing? He's just like, I'm in charge. Here you go. Hit him with 30, a shillelagh. Thirty uh, minutes was, of a match I, that got a finish. I was just, <laughs> I was asleep and uh, I forgot to write the rest of the show. You guys go wrestle for thirty minutes. I'll figure to finish out the show. And then, um, like <laughs> the rest of SmackDown was great. They, um, really are pushing the women's division, and it's like they gave him so much time for, like the the gauntlet match and. Instantly, Shayna Baszler's back at the top of the card. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's awesome how it's like because Ronda's <laughs> not Ronda's not gone, right? She's she's suspended, but but like, um, but she she's not she's not. I thought Liv beating her would mean that she's t- she's done for now. She's taking a break, but she's not. Well, she got mm. fucked out of that finish though. But Un- I, unsolved, exactly, un- exactly. Un- I know mysteries, dude. Let her and Shayna fucking wrestle. I bet it'd be so fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe it wouldn't. Maybe oh, they're too similar. It would be. It'd be great. They've been wanting it for years. And like, then, Shayna's really good at what she does. Like they yeah. made like the, the Viking Raider, Raiders have been looking cool. Um, they, like they Dude, call, are like, they gonna get to get, get their old name back? No. Uh, the no. Viking experience? <laughs> no. But it's like they um, like they're making them like seem like they're heels. They're more vicious. And they they instead of fighting like you know Los Lotharios or whatever, they just squashed and murdered locals, and it was great. Those two Sick. minutes of destruction, and then like the further story with with like Kofi and Woods and them. Kofi comes in there like a house of fire, beats the shit out of him with a stick, like a kendo stick. And, like a- automatically, it's like the new day looks strong again. Kofi looks like a badass. Like these the Viking Raiders murdered murdered these guys, and then like the main event like angle like with roman and everything comes out for the promo drew comes out fucking carry and cross shows back up with scarlet with his nxt entrance and like oh he showed bad. up in the main event he looked badass like dude with a with a, with a with a with a head of hair that makes you go why'd you ever shave it pal <laughs> why'd yeah. you ever shave that he looks huge cool leather jacket beats the shit out of drew lays him out scarlet puts the fucking the hourglass in the ring in front of roman turns it TikTok to TikTok, Roman dude. automatically Ball and pray, in, dude. Like two minutes made him feel more important than his whole other main roster run where he was wearing the gimp mask and dude, I want to say but, and but when the match happens, the end of the NXT Roman. Yeah, but when the match happens, we will I do <laughs> hope we still get the leather the gladiator outfit. No, I oh. no, no. I mean give me the entrance. Gonna, give me that NXT. He's not gonna entrance. beat him, but they they have another challenger. So, so Jenna subscribes to Fightful Select now. Oh, sick. And SRS. Appa- and apparently um, USA is like, hey, we need a title back over on our show. <laughs> They're right. And Not the wrong, original yeah. idea was Roman was going to be on both shows a lot. But Roman's <laughs> like, no. Roman not. got both of the titles and was like, I'm chilling, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he's been saying that for like a whole year. He's like, guys, remember, I like i was planned out next year like oh yeah it's good it's fine it's like i beat <laughs> cancer but and i'm so, still tired <laughs> or it's like i don't want to do this right now so i'm not going to yeah like, I, I got i got kids yeah it's like he yeah. slater has kids but um he just starts like, wearing that shirt to meetings there might be it's either setting up like 
Drew and Roman, and then like after that match, like Drew and Carrion, or it might be setting up a three way. We don't know. And that's one of the cool things is we don't know. Exactly. It's just so many yep. things could have believably happen now. But one thing and, we can all agree exciting on. exciting because it's fucking fresh. Well, yep. one thing we can all agree on, though, is when we first got this run of Karrion Cross, <laughs> that was a bad fucking gimmick. Yep. That was an awful gimmick. That was a bad. That was one of oh, a, that was the a fourth bad member of demolition. Gimmick. Yeah. Let me introduce you to my friend. Segway Matt. It's <laughs> a real bad, bad gimmick. And it makes me wonder, what are their bad gimmicks? in the world of wrestling may have then come before it. You know what I mean? May have come yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like me and an avocado. Like What? Okay. Elaborate. <laughs> Elaborate now. So I was under the influence um, last night and Issa sent me this thing that was that movie, you know, the movie thing, like you wouldn't steal a car. Oh yes. <laughs> and it said, it said you wouldn't, you wouldn't come in an avocado. And I was like, I would though. I kind of want to. And if I wasn't as high as I am right now, mm-hmm. I would go to the store and buy an avocado. Okay. Well, I guess now that we're talking about that, are, is it that you make love to the avocado or you just bust in the little bowl that is just naturally bust there? in the little bowl and slurp it up like an oyster? Okay. I'm going to throw up. Let's <laughs> go. You know, if you expect someone to ingest your semen, you should know what it's like. I'm, that's not what I am. That is literally, there's a difference between tasting semen and oyster shooting it out of an avocado. <laughs> There's a protein's, difference. Proteins, protein, baby. Gotta get Don't those talk games. to me like I'm the proof. I'm not the proof. Gotta prude get here. those games. If God's not dead, then how do you explain these games? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get, you know what? Let's, I did escalate it real heavily. I'm sorry. You did. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm probably the, the one who's given the most blowjobs on this conference call, and that was still a lot for me. <laughs> Honestly, I'm more disgusted with the idea of oyster shooters. I've only had one in my life, and it, it was like, oh, you want me to throw up on the table at Moe's? I'm going to throw up on the table at Moe's. Did you have some clam chowder at Moe's, though? Oh, yeah, dude, in a bread bowl, baby. Oh, fuck. I don't like clam chowder. I don't like a lot of cream-based things. Mm-hmm. But wait, that clam chowder wait, fucking hits. Good, dude. No, 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 it comes cum, but uh, cream-based. Yeah. yeah. Like, like a, I got heavy cream. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah, real a heavy big... cream. I do I do completely understand. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big I'm not a big cream. I'm not a big bisque man, you know what I mean? But Yeah. Yeah, but I'll take, a, I'll take that Moe's clam chowder. But I won't take their oyster shooters. It's fucking nasty, bro. Yeah, I don't want to fucking like just fucking swallow down some boogers. Yeah, boogers. Mm, I love them. Yeah, I was saying I don't want to discredit the, the blowjobs you've given, Zach. I don't want to discredit that. <laughs> I, just, I don't want. I don't want. No, no. I want it out Derek's of an avocado. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a I lot. also hate avocados. It's just a weird. Okay, weird yeah, that's, that's a bad time. Well, you that's don't a bad get time. any avocado. It's just a vessel. It's a waste of an avocado. It's, a, it's like the grapefruit method. Yeah. Ah. I don't want to impersonate. I was about to impersonate that sound, and I'm just not. I'm not going <laughs> to. That's maturity. Like, That's maturity. Like the, like the mac and cheese sound. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The mac like and 18 sound. pounds of cream cheese in an industrial sized mixer. Wow. That's a. That's the. That's the sound. That's gross. It's <laughs> a bad gimmick of conversation. And, and, and that's and that's where Oster found out he's a public masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back to what no. we were talking about before we were recording. No, <laughs> I have never done that. Just that's in the a- backseat of my parents' car once. While you were driving, while they were driving you, yeah, my dude. <laughs> and then my mom's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Nothing." I had a nightmare about that. That was like a reoccurring, like teenage nightmare for me. Was that I was uh, in the, on did a road, Derek masturbating in no. parents' car. No, oh, that's no. so. No, it's me. Like right, that like I would have this reoccurring dream that I was in the back of a car on a family road trip, fucking doing that. And then don't say car. You were you were in a van. It was a, it was a Kia minivan. 
I know it, the van. That's yeah, <laughs> it was a red van. But like, uh, yeah, like I would have that dream where I'm like, why am I doing this? And then I'd wake up like, okay, good. I wasn't doing that. But I'm. But, but I then also. You, but then you wake up from that and you. You work. know what? It's a real Moon night situation, but it's just like exactly. That, but that maybe night, that, maybe that, that means I missed out on on something, Derek. <laughs> no, you didn't. But I also I didn't like I for nope. a long time I did I did it wrong. I never pulled my dick out. I did the over the pants method. Yeah, Yeah, I I was the friction method. You were you were raised Christian like that. I totally. I had the orange shorts. I completely understand. (laughs) I loved basketball shorts when I was a kid. You were just a real. You were just a real pillow princess. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Which is totally cool. (laughs) Anyway, this I just just discussed how I (laughs) jack off when I was a kid. So, how you used to play with your gimmick? (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Um. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I got some. Okay. I got. A, I got a couple that might surprise right. you. We're talking okay, about okay. bad gimmicks in wrestling history, and there are a fucking lot. Yeah, there are so many bad gimmicks. Um, let's just start off with one of the worst ones. Let's just get it out of the way, so we don't have to talk about it very much. Okay. I mean, come on. The fucking. Eugene? Well, that no, I wasn't even the one. I was just say the oh. gobbledygooker and the shockmaster. Those are always the top of the list. Oh, yeah. We're going to mention them here. Hector Guerrero in a turkey suit, and he danced with me and Gene. And then the Shockmaster was fucking Typhoon or Tugboat, and he tripped in a Stormtrooper mask. There you go, everybody. I saw a I gotta, bedazzled Stormtrooper mask. That's though. the thing. <laughs> yeah. And I got to say, with the Shockmaster, I, for so long, I only saw the brief gimmick of him, like, Kool-Aid manning through the wall. Yeah, that's all like, I've ever seen. The still. whole thing is so good. But then you watch the whole thing, and it is amazing. <laughs> it is an amazing debut for a, just a purely oh. awful gimmick. But you're right; those are kind Rick of these, they're the top. Go? They're the top shelf. Come at me. Bad gimmicks. Gobbledygooker and the Shockmaster. But the voice Booker T like looking confused the whole time. Fucking Davy Boy Smith is like he fell on his arse. I wanted to wait to bring it up. I wanted to get through a few more levity. I, I just but, wanted to. But here's you, the thing. You got to hit the ones. Yeah, but Derek already for. now has mentioned Eugene, which I think is an elephant in the room that must be addressed. But uh-huh. seen him live. Seen him live. Well, exactly. There's a lot to be actually be said about Eugene. But do we want to hop right into the Eugene of it all and then fucking trickle our way back out? Or do we want to build up to? I say, I'd say like, like the gobbledygooker, like the Shockmaster, let's get Eugene out of the way. Let's do it. Also. Do you, as anybody remember during Eugene's first run, he had a pay-per-view match with Triple H. Well, so yep. this is the thing. This is the thing. So Eugene comes in as uh, Eric Bischoff's nephew, right? Eric Bischoff's running SmackDown at this time. GM Raw, Raw. Raw of Raw. So he, he comes in as, as his nephew, his special needs nephew, right? And uh, who, what's the dude who plays Eugene? Nick Dinsmore. Nicholas Dinsmore. I think about it, right? So He's at the a time, fantastic like worker, like in like like territory Memphis, like style worker yeah so obviously obviously you have a a pro wrestler from the early 2000s who has a mental handicap it's not aged well it doesn't it won't happen again it's fucking bad but it it was so it was interesting seeing him so the first prestige show he was on it as it was it was interesting seeing him like he's not doing the he's not doing the full-blown carlos mencia fucking in the ring Kind Wait, of. What, what was uh, <laughs> uh, Carson? Do you don't remember his? Like, yeah, and he'd do like the thing with his chest and like. It was it was a very of the a time very toned down version of what Eugene was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It was it was, but it was interesting because I think he was 
trying not to be offensive about well, it, but he's also like, I got booked the, on the show as this guy. This to is draw. the only way I can make fucking money. But here's yeah. the thing. At his, at his core, because I loved Eugene when he was around. Obviously, it was silly. It was silly. And it was, it was like funny for the time. I, you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah. I but Eugene was someone that was so easy to root for because Nick Dinsmore is a competent wrestler. And there's something really a, a fun story around someone who's just passionate and innocent about pro wrestling, like but, but able to do all the pro wrestling shit. I just yeah, they should have wish. done it more more Jack and less. A little more Jack. I agree. I agree. Like he's an adult. He's like a little kid, but he grew, he grew too fast. And so he's an adult body. Yeah. I would love oh. that better. And it was Robin Williams. Yeah. And it just was Robin Williams. Which I mean, Nick, Nick and Dinsmore, Jennifer Lopez yeah. is there. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Dinsmore like put his all into it. And like he legitimately saw like how special needs kids like really looked up to Eugene. And like mm-hmm. it was well, at the prestige show. I remember. There was like a uh, like a special needs kid that like had like I just like saw the interaction, and like you could tell it meant a lot to that kid. Like mm-hmm. meeting Eugene, it's like like it's like I have representations. Like I'm not just like this burden. Like this guy's a fucking superhero. Like yeah, so it's like there's there's a balance where it's like yes, it was offensive maybe, but it's also like he was he was a role model That's for some I people. Think. And maybe this is good that we're bringing it up now because there's kind of a thing where there's a bad gimmick. But then there's someone who can do pull off a bad gimmick with some sort of authenticity. And Nick Dinsmore, for better or worse, was able to at least attach a personality that you could really sink your teeth into with Eugene. But you go back and watch the clips and you're just like, no, fuck, dude. Yeah, fuck, it's fuck, like no, no. No. Their, their hearts in the right place, but you shouldn't do it. Like It's like the gimmick is bad. Nick, Nick Dinsmore did a great job. Nick the gimmick Dinsmore's was heart was in the right place. Vince McMahon's heart was not. Exactly. But like the, the part for Nick Dinsmore really did shine. It was Nick, mm-hmm. Nick Dinsmore and then um, William Regal and his interactions with him on screen. Uh-huh. Like I both of them that. had the, the right, the right, you know, the parts were in the right place. The two And especially there. because cool, like, cool. like uh, Dinsmore would always like, or Eugene would always like get one over on Regal all the time. And it was almost like like a cartoon style, yeah, like, exactly type thing. It was just like it was fun, and it's like yeah, everything they're doing is in very poor taste. Like the the initial idea, but like they're trying so hard, where it was a bit endearing, and you could just like for people looking into that, it like during those interactions, he wasn't made to like look like the like a fucking idiot as much. Whereas like the other interactions, like where. Vince McMahon shaved his head. It just then got really sad. Yeah, is that, that's like abusing somebody. That's like, yeah. yeah. Where the whole thing, yeah, it, it was like, yeah, it, it was really weird. And Eugene is one, because like all the, these other bad gimmicks that I have on my list are just bad, just objectively bad. They were bad yeah. ideas. They were not executed well. The the execution of Eugene, it's really, it, I've never put this together. It's the same era as a similar gimmick over on SmackDown, Zach Gowan, where it started off good and had people at their hearts, their like hearts in the right place, and then something goes wrong at some Brock point. Brock Lesnar murders him. Yeah, and also <laughs> for Zach Gowan, he got full of himself, which is hilarious. Like, like, and he's even talked about this saying like how he like thought he was a bigger deal than he was, and he was like nineteen. So mm. like, yeah. Just, just imagine though, like you're nineteen years old, you get signed. You're you're with you're in the fucking ring with Vince McMahon and Hogan and like she is not like the biggest star, but she was at one point Sable, mm, like yeah. Brock Lesnar, Roddy Piper is the one that initially pulls your leg off. Like 
what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, give me a couple weeks of that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the fucking shit. Especially if he ever heard that, like, oh, yeah, they hired a different one-legged wrestler and then uh, realized that you were the one they wanted. <laughs> yeah. Like, just imagine, like, yeah, I, at 19 years old, to be like, I'm the fucking best. Fuck all y'all. I'm going to go do drugs. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> that's, that's how it played out. Um, I've, I've got one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Are you guys ready? Uh, no. I said, oh, are you ready? I can't. It's really hard to say. Fantasio. All right. Shitty yeah. gimmick. Shitty well, gimmick. gimmick. Okay. Okay. The, the bit's over. I don't think he's good. Magic sucks. Okay. So in, in the context of a wrestling ring. Now that we're on the other side of the bit, were you, <laughs> were you at first fascinated and intrigued and enthralled by Fantasio? Yes, I was. It was a genuine care. Isai, Isai sent it to me like a long time ago. And I, I just clinged on to it for a very long time. Because well, in a way, then... years, years. <laughs> yeah. And maybe this is a through line with all of this. In a way, the, ba- the worse the gimmick, in some ways, the uh, not more memorable, but it stands out at the time. It certainly stands out at the time, which, you know, it gets you on the screen. But like with Fantasio... And so yeah. Fantasia was doing that gimmick before, kind of, like in like USWA, like so Memphis, and it was, it was like the Spellbinder or something. Yeah, and I think in a small time wrestling thing, it'll work. Yeah, especially it's in great Memphis. But like on like national TV, oh god, no! Like it, like to me, like Fantasio, that gimmick works like in those shitty independent shindy shows. Yeah, and and he makes you know like his money doing like both the magic tricks and the wrestling and then the, the, the kids get the picture of him pulling the fucking big money out their ear and shit yeah yeah that's and it charges yeah. 50 dollars for that and he probably breaks like cleans up yeah it's just it's it was stupid and i just wanted to to bring that up it's just a little one okay yeah um i'm gonna go and this is a little bit more of a broad stroke but it's because i'm thinking of two specifically any like random like like rip off superhero ones that they did like in like oh. early nineties. So I'm thinking of Arachnaman. Oh, that's, okay. That's Arachnaman, on, that's Arachnaman. on my list when I yeah. googled it. Yeah. Bra- well, Brad Armstrong is yeah, a, and the, a bigger yeah. And then um, I'm thinking of Max Moon, just like the random like trying to do a superhero, and then also Battle Cat. So, Battle Cat. But does there, Hurricane? There, Hurricane Helms fit into this because it's the same, but he, did he do it good? He was great. I okay, okay. His, he he was playing off of those tropes, not trying to capitalize on those tropes. Okay, so you're saying okay. Arachnaman Arachnaman walked so Hurricane Shane Helms could run. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, like Helms was satirizing that. Yeah, yeah. It's like he was like. He understood like what he was gonna like what he was trying to do, and, and instead of just like the company coming up to like Brady Boone and be like, "You're wearing a cat suit today, buddy." Yeah. Uh, well, so in that vein, though, with uh, with Hurricane Shane Helms being somebody that pulls off a superhero gimmick, where do you land on Rosie? Uh, awful. The superhero yeah. in training. Yeah. It was stupid. But <laughs> I did like when he became like when he actually then became a superhero. That's the thing. I, it was I another say, one of those. It kid, was an endearing story. As a kid, I thought it was funny when he'd like wear just like the cutoff shirt that said like superhero in training, but then it spilled out shit. Uh huh. Pretty that, good. That is good. And Ro- Rosie, I'll rest in peace. Is he a NUI? 
Is he a he's Roman Reigns' brother. Brother, straight um, up. Yeah. It's yeah. Roman's bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that run the hurricane had is like it, it could have been even more amazing, but it was it was very good. He he beat the rock on TV. <laughs> Yeah, and the point. lead up to WrestleMania 19, he got yeah. a, a victory against The Rock. But that's the that's the that that's the the, the razor's edge you walk when you're doing a, a gimmick that could potentially be overblown and bad. Uh, is it could also really fucking pull someone in. Like I'm a big fan, obviously, of in ring talent, but I'm a WCW kid at heart, and I love a character. I love just like someone the who can kiss demon. I was literally gonna say the kiss demon as part of like the last <laughs> segment. Because it's like kind of close to yeah. like that superhero knockoff. Yeah, Arach- Arachnaman looks bad. Yeah, so oh, yeah. it looks so bad. Apparently, like, the costume looks like something you'd get at like the dollar store. And on then, Halloween. like, there was like the like this was in Mexico, but it was like the Ninja Turtles, the Toxic Turtles. Tight. Yeah, they had that's shit, sick. Like, like there was a well, lot. Like they just try to capitalize and like we'll even toss this fucker in there, Oz. Yes. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash playing what? the wizard from Wizard of Oz, even though like, it was Oz Kevin was the, Nash. Oz was the place, but they just called him Oz because Dusty Rhodes was like, well, fucking TBS owns the rights to. Yeah. Uh, what's the fucking. I can't think of the movie. The Wizard of Oz. Wizard of, wizard of Oz. Oz. Yeah, we just said it. But um, yeah. Yeah. Turner owned, right? A bunch of these movie properties. So they're like, well, how can we cash Ro- off of this? Robocop. Yeah. yeah. He showed up in, in, in WCW. Um, so it's just wild. Like yeah, those were like just so so bad because like where Hurricane like he pitched his own story and he pitched his own character and so it, with him being a comic book fan he wanted to bring that to life. These other ones, I think, what separates that is that these were just like the bosses being like, "Yeah, we need a Spider Man." You. Brad Armstrong, you're a Rackna man. From my understanding of it, Brad Armstrong specifically, because this guy's got a couple bad gimmicks under his belt. It's like he, I guess, originally right came his in. Worst, his worst gimmick is being Road Dog's brother. Yeah, his, his shoot brother, right? And he comes mm-hmm. in as like a masked free bird. Uh, Brad Armstrong does, and then what is like? I had it pulled up. I think I. Well, I he was he was so like when Road Dog came in, he was literally a roadie for his brother. Like, it was really for it Jeff was, Jarrett. Oh, Jeff Jarrett. That's what it was. But I, yeah, his, like Brad Armstrong was just like, it's like you hear stories like, wait, wasn't he this other guy? It's like, oh, yeah, he was that too. Yeah, like he, yeah, it was Buzzkill, which I think was his like, uh, uh, like his road dog esque character, Arachnaman, the candy man, where he would just toss out candy, which I'm like, dude, that's how you get over though. Dude, that, that's, that's a sick so, gimmick. There's a really funny thing um, about like a gimmick like that. So there was a guy in developmental and this is when Johnny Ace was fucking leading shit. And his, I forgot, I forgot what his name was, but like his, like he had like, it was from Puerto Rico, had like a cool mask, had like the fucking Muda gimmick, like with the mist and shit. Mm, hell yeah. And it was scary. And then Johnny Ace comes. It's like, yeah, we know we could do that, but I wanted to make him like the candy man. He tosses candy. The kids love him. Call him sweet <laughs> Poppy Sanchez. <laughs> Gets in there, he wins the match, and then if it doesn't get over, I'll just turn him back. Well, they tried it, it didn't get over, and then they fired him. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. Um, going back to superheroes real quick, one thing I like is who does the big Mexican show? Triple uh, A. What's it called? What's Triple it? Mania? Triple Mania, yeah. So Triple A. They work with Marvel. 
And so they always have like that Marvel battle Royale with like actual superheroes and actual superhero costumes. And I think that's fun. And you never, it's actual wrestlers. Like Brian cage did it once was all dressed up. And that's like the cool thing. Like, too, and I think like, that's cool with like in new Japan, like with tiger mask mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. there's a popular like, anime about him. Yeah, you know, exactly. Cause it was the anime first and like, Hey, we need this. Oh, yeah. And so you, yeah. you have tiger mask. Then, then like, you have like Tiger Mask W, Tiger Mask Dark, and shit like that, and it, like it was really cool. Like that stuff like that can work, but it's like Arachnaman ain't doing shit. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. And so like, and again, that's like shit. Like where WCW, especially at that time, like, well, let's get some of that Spider Man money. Yeah, right. Like we'll actually, yeah, we'll spend thirty dollars to make you a knockoff Spider-Man costume with little like ribbons that come out from your wrists. <laughs> and let's, um, uh, let's let's keep going down this. I, I'm sorry to just commandeer. No, this please. But um, just I just kind of steer the ship on another ripoff gimmick, and I loved these guys, all of them, as a kid. But it was the fucking glacier. And Wrath and Mortis, like the Mortal yeah. Kombat ones, the Mortal Kombat yeah. world, and it's like, oh too. my god, it's like it's Sub Zero, and here comes Reptile. And but like, Glacier was just Sub Zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not Mike Awesome, right? Or no, no, Glacier that was in in Japan. Was he Glacier in like All Japan or something? He was a Gladiator. Gladiator. That's what it was. Mike Awesome, it, we're, we'll talk about. Him I got later. some Mike Awesome on the list. Oh, here. Mike Awesome's got some good, some oh. some great gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just remember because, like, I think it was like ninety five, ninety six. I loved Mortal Kombat, and I just see like all like the like blood runs cold, mm-hmm. like those like fucking vignettes, and here comes Ray Lloyd the Karate Man as Glacier, and it's like, oh, that's just Sub Zero, and then here comes like this whole different universe just happened on WCW. Yeah, it's that like, was like disconnected from everything, and it's just like, <laughs> what's going on here? What, like, well, how is this the same? You like the same universe where Ric Flair is like strutting around? Yeah, and like yeah. the NWO is like lawn darting Rey Mysterio into a fucking truck, and then all right, everybody put that on pause. Mortal Kombat's gonna be playing here for twenty minutes, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay? <laughs> but it, yeah, but like, and you can see where like the thought process is in all of that. That's where it's like I'm not gonna compare my childhood as a WCW fan to growing up in like a death cult. But I do should. I do have this thing where I'm like, I don't know what's good or bad. I don't know what's good or bad with wrestling. I mean, when you say that Carmel is pretty good in the ring, like I know. I, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, yeah, and like it kind of goes into like one of the things I was remembering, recalling when thinking about this, but like that kind of like the I umbrella liked, of a lot I of this. I liked Glacier as a kid. I, oh, I did too. Glacier. And then actually is, a fine worker. They're yeah. not bad. They're, they're not bad. But it, WCW's booking is crazy. <laughs> and I was just when I, when I was looking into this, remembering the the like the last death fucking rattle of WCW, the New Blood, the faction mm-hmm. where Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo come back in the two in two thousand to uh, to like fight against Kev, uh, Kevin Sullivan's booking. And like, that's where you get, that's, that's where you get that seventies guy. That's where you get like the fat chick thriller, Mike. We'll, awesome. We'll, we'll get to those. Later. You'll get to the fat chick yeah, thriller. Yeah. But like, it's, it's ridiculous how like, there's this, like this, this pull for the attitude era that like you can see is like the people trying to grasp onto like the shock value of it as oh, we get into the two thousands. I've, I've got one that's like that. And it's like, it's also but, one of those, those like wrestlers getting re-gimmicked. That's like, Oh, they were 
oh, there's a lot going on there, and it's still the same face. I can still see like that that whole thing. It's like that's the same guy. Who Why is he this now? Beaver cleavage. Beaver cleavage. Yes. Oh. Maybe the worst gimmick of all time. I think I look it's, this up. Um, it is Mosh from the Headbangers. Um, being Chaz. Huh? Also known as Chaz in Lowdown. Being a little boy who loves his mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And he wanted mommy's milk. He loves his huh? own mommy's titties. Oh. He wants to suck his mom's tits. Oh. Yeah. And is his mom the girl that lets that takes him out to the ring with him? Yeah. Yes. And so then they eventually became an on-screen couple when they re-gimmicked. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Okay, so I'm looking, at, I'm looking at these pictures. Was he going for a Eugene type of deal? No, it was supposed to be a, a, like a perverted play on like uh, Leave It to Beaver. He's just yeah. a dude with like a spinny cap on and like all horny, but he's got all his mental he's, faculties about him. He's just supposed to be a little boy. I guess he, he loves not... mommy's milk. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess maybe they. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's fucking. Yeah, bad. and then like in the middle, like in the middle of the gimmick, because this is just what they were. They're like, yeah, it's actually not my mom; it's my girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, so just on you guys. They tried to do this meta thing where, like, this gimmick sucks, but everyone's like, no one had seen anything like that. So everyone's just like, what's happening? What is this? Yeah, except for the, like, they saw it once, kind of, and it was when Goldust burned his Goldust costume. Oh, yeah, and became very, very Christian. Very Christian, mm-hmm. Dustin Rhodes. And, um, but yeah, like, the Beaver Cleavage one's weird because then he goes, Beaver, it was like Headbanger Mosh. Beaver Cleavers, Chaz with a girlfriend. Then he joins a shitty tag team called Lowdown with D'Lo Brown. And they're just kind of two guys for a minute. But then, just to make shit worse, Tiger Ali Singh, which who was a guy that probably nobody but me remembers. Oh, I know Tiger Ali Singh. <laughs> yeah. And um, he's like, hey, I'm your manager now. And since he's like um, Arabic, they're like, hey, we're going to put turbans on Chaz and D'Lo Brown. And they look like genies. <laughs> Sick. This is the attitude era. <laughs> yeah. This isn't even like the early 90s. This is all happening like when wrestling had figured out how to be cool. I, a... That that's not oh okay. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I have one really quick and then I'll let other people do it. Oh, no, this no, one, no. It's your turn. Your turn. This one doesn't really deserve a conversation, yeah. but like yes, it uh, the absence of gimmick. So like Tony Nese specifically. Abs guy. Absence yeah. of gimmick. Uh-huh. <laughs> when, you're, when your body is your gimmick. But like, like the Miz has a personality, has a gimmick. It's just him, but it's there. AJ Styles, another one. But like when no. it comes to like Tony Nice or like a lot of, of, there were a lot on 205 Live, honestly, that were like just, well, just guys. Well, cause like you'll get a guy like Drew Gulak who has before been like, Hey, I'm the Black Trunks wrestling guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like Trugulex also had like his PowerPoint thing and mm-hmm. he had that weird like political thing, which I, I enjoyed, like the, the no fly zone stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, and like, he was basically Zod from Superman when he was champion. He was just yeah. a destroyer of the wor- of worlds for a year. And so it's like stuff like that I get. But is, then, yeah. is Von but, Wagner kind of like that? Like he's just kind of nothing? I just kicked the street camp's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Come Tuesday. Come Tuesday, Kyle O'Reilly. If you want to leave the cage down, 
Well, then let's bring it. Come Tuesday. Here's a lisp, and it bugs me because I can see it happen. Like, I don't know. It's just like the absence of a gimmick and the absence of a personality. So I, oh, think, yeah. that, I think if you don't have a, like a super defined gimmick, you have to have a super defined, like, I think Body. gimmick gimmick or gimmick and character i think can be two different things 100 100 and i think you at least need to then have a super defined character because like if you think about like an aj styles he's not a gimmick it's like no. there's no there's not like he's not like the trash man but it's like he has a character and you know who aj styles is i kind of wish he was though his, wish he was his, the trash man. his talent also kind of transcends the need for a gimmick because he has charisma Where, whereas tony niece is fine He's a he's, really good wrestler. He's fine, but there's nothing about him that excites me. No. Yeah. Not even, God, abs, no. even even AJ Styles excites me. Yeah. For his controversial <laughs> takes. He did count yeah. his abs just like what Zach was doing. Just one, two. Look yeah. at my abs. Ty Dillinger. Ty fucking Dillinger's another one. Uh, God. Yeah, that, that was just a number. A fucking well, it, wet fart. He of a started. Person. He started like trying to do so many gimmicks. I think for a while he was like actually trying to do magic. Sick. And then he became like, then he uh, did the perfect 10 thing, which kind of started as a bit of a gimmick. Like he was saying that he was the best looking and the best like wrestler. He's basically Every- doing the EST. Like, yeah, 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 just yeah. really shitty. And then it just became like the 10 guy. Yeah. And then, and then it, it became less of a the- gimmick and character. And more of just like uh, a catchphrase. Yeah, and it, it became like the the height of that gimmick is going out number ten in the Royal Rumble. And yeah. he did that. And that's his heart. That's his, the heights of that gimmick. Well, like, and then that's, he threw that's the ceiling. And then it was unprojected chair shots. So, Ugh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he he was he did lose to Baron Corbin the one time Baron Corbin's ever won a title belt because it was a triple threat <laughs> match. But he got put in just to take the bin for Baron, so AJ did it. And, True. Another thing with all that is like, I feel like AEW has a lot of those guys. Yeah, a lot oh, yeah. of just no ones. Because there's like, no creative team. Like, well, there's like, now, but like, if Joey Janela wasn't a dirt bag, he'd be one of those guys. Yeah, actually, if he, Joey Janela wasn't a dirt bag, he wouldn't be wrestling. So yeah, he, Joey Janela like had that character of the bad boy. Yeah, and, forever. Like, it, it bleeds into real life. But also, like when he'd play it up, and you have like the '80s music, and yeah, yeah, he's yeah. out there in like the pit viper glasses, and like looks like he's from the '80s, and like he looks like he drinks all the time because he does. <laughs> um, like it just made sense. Like, oh, that's I, I understand this character. I know who this guy is. He's a sleazy bad guy. Like, like, like if you think of him, like from the, I can see him in, in the '80s movie right now, and he's yeah. like one of the sleazy goons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, like, like. Eddie Kingston is so defined as a person that it's like that's he why a, he's that's he why a he's character. He's a yeah, character. Yeah. So it's like it's these people who just like don't have enough charisma yeah, to and, do like, anything. Ed, like Eddie Kingston's character is very defined as like he's this maybe like hot-headed guy from New York who's misunderstood but he has a good heart. Mhm. And he and he always stays true to and his friends. And he hates Chris Jericho. And he, and it's like he's staying true to his friends. And it's like okay. <laughs> I he seems like guy. he seems like a guy that we would hear call in once a week to like Jim Rome. I mean, honestly, <laughs> talking about the Mets. Honestly, he I can't believe the fucking Mets did this again. I mean, he's like an old school New York hardcore dude. Like, yeah, 
Except then, he he's not he's not posting weird political shit and anti-vax shit on Instagram like John Joseph. Yeah, oh, Jesus. We're not gonna get into Chromag talk again. Damn it. Um <laughs> that's a different podcast. Um <laughs> stay tuned. Um but and, but then it's like other guys in AW get like Lee Johnson. Who? Exactly. He's a guy. Um, there are a lot of people in AEW who I have like heard their names so much on recaps and stuff, especially from the captain Sean Dean. Uh huh. Like stuff that like I when I wasn't watching AEW as must have been trying to like <laughs> lately, and when they were just like ha- didn't have any stars, so it was like the same like group of guys showing up on Dark and shit that I might not catch Dark or I might not catch Dynamite a specific week. Aaron Solo. And, uh, I see. I know it. He- I'm saying they're guys that like I am surprised still sometimes when I see them pop up and I'm like that's what they look like. I had a very different. I thought that was a different guy. Like I was sure that was a different guy. Um, Iron Solo I know because of his ex. Um, yeah. So Ricky Starks. That's his ex yeah. tag team partner. Oh yeah. They were called. It's funny because Ricky Starks was a guy that before I like knew Ricky Starks was. He was one of those guys earlier that I was like, oh, that's who that's who that guy is. Okay, and then like. Obviously, he's great, but just, like, early on, like, when he wasn't mm-hmm. being featured as much, I was, like, very surprised when I actually saw him. Because, like, that's not who I expected. And then what's interesting, though, is when it comes to the women in WWE, like, there's there's Liv Morgan, there's Mandy Rose, there's these people that seem, there's Carmella, there's people that seem all they're all the same, but they're so defined in WWE to me. Where it's, like, in AEW, it's, like, who... What this is just well, it's because Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction are just rock of love. That's true, but even, even before, before that, that she, Mandy's she had, had the, good gimmicks. She had the Otis thing, she had the thing even before that. It's like they, there's like they really should have ran like this is such an aside, really should have ran with her being like, like, like her and Otis because like having her be like an everyday girl. But she, like, yeah, fat she was a better version a of, trope. of Lacey of like what they're kind of trying to do with Lacey Evans sometimes. Oh, like, if they were like a blue collar um, power couple, yeah. But no, Oster, you're so right though. Fat yeah. guy, skinny wife is like the it's sitcom. sitcom trope. It's fucking, it's fucking King of King Queens. Of Queens. Mm-hmm. It's King of Queens, right there, baby. The Simpsons. You just, you just, they should have done a Fashion Files esque like sitcom with Mandy and Otis. I mean, it would have been genius. It would have gotten so over, and even if it's a comedy character, because then you can like. Run Mandy as this like, like yeah, she may. She has more than just being does, hot, yeah. but it's like she has all this substance and like she looks she, like she does as a person for sure. Like does. you hear her talk, she's really, she's really, she knows what she's doing. I don't like to hear like, her talk because she, she sounds so wooden with everything. I hate her. She, she does, but like you can tell there, there are, there's something behind like the eyes, basically. Like uh-huh. they're, they're like she, it, like is more than like just looks. Like she knows what she's doing. Like as a, but like you could even bring up toxic attraction with her and read and do this and have toxic attraction be her friends who hate the husband have gable there being the goofy neighbor and like shitty friends to to otis this is literally sitcom i'm thinking of on um fucking the george lopez show oh yeah george lopez he's this fucking dumbass guy big head and he has his shitty friend ernie gable's ernie that's great i love this Oh my God, Gable could like one week, Gable could have his old friend from like college show up and then like have Jason Otis Jordan. Be, like, Jason Jordan. Yep. Have, <laughs> have Otis be jealous of like his friend going and like spending time with his old, like this other friend. Yeah. Give us, give us the book, Trips. We know you listen. 
I need I need a little help with this one. Okay, this, yeah. Let's get back to bad gimmicks. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, I said so, but no this conversation. Is a, this is one I really I straddle a line of knowing if not knowing if I'm right or wrong. I don't think this is a bad gimmick, but I'm open to have my mind changed. Disco Inferno. Awful gimmick. Okay, okay. That's what an I need. Mean awful, an awful, a great awful gimmick. Like one that works it, very specifically somehow. And I, I don't it, know why. It like, I don't know me, why it's worked. So it's like I was looking into it a little bit because I, I have a, a like a scattered memories of of being a, a child going to like WW or WCW live events, uh, and and I think going to a filming one time of uh, and Nitro. They had both Nitro. Nitro. Did, did the you one. see? Did you see ICP wrestle? Because see, that'll tell you which one. But it is. I, the only thing I remember from going to this taping is well, Disco Hulk Inferno. Is the only. Hulk. If we went to Nitro, Hulk Hogan came back in the red and yellow. In Boise. I'm telling you. no reason. But all you remember is Disco Inferno. I don't remember what show it was. That's all I'm saying. He caught caught my brain. I don't know what it was. They're both up on the net. Well, actually, they were on the network. I don't know if they've made it over to Peacock. But both those episodes are. But I was young enough that, I mean, so, like, I mean, this would have been 98, 99. I was only, like, eight years old or something. Like, I didn't, I wasn't. I, I didn't have a, a, the same frame of reference that my even my older brother just a few years older than me had, which is why we even went. But like, so something about Disco Inferno always stuck out to me, but he's not bad in the ring, right? Right? He's, he's a good, he's a good wrestler who has a lot of shitty matches. Oh, okay. Like, he, he's like, his high flying shit, some of it's so wild. Even like later into his career, it's like, wait, he's still doing that? Like, yeah. the, the fucking, the, the, his molly go round. Like, he basically did, like, a full front flip and then was sitting doing a leg drop in the air for, like, you know, the whole length of the way down. Like, and it was like, ah, that's going to destroy your tailbone for one. Yeah. But, like, it's like, you can do shit like that. Like, he did the 450, like, back in the right. mid-90s. Okay. That's what I'm <laughs> thinking. But he really didn't have much more to his character other than gyrating, right? I mean, it was just gyrating. He was Disco Stew. Like, yeah. I like Disco Stew better. I think it's still but a yeah, good gimmick. I don't, think, is funny. I don't think my mind's been changed. I don't think my mind's been changed a little bit. I think that's a also, good gimmick. Also, Disco Inferno's a garbage bag of a person. Yeah, that too. Mm. All right. Well, you know, you don't like to hear that. You don't like well, to hear that. Okay. I mean, you can just assume anyone in the ring from yeah. the 90s was a garbage bag of a person. <laughs> Unless they prove otherwise. Unless um, they prove otherwise. Yeah, and it's probably they've like, oh, they've changed since then. They probably still, DDP probably sucked back then. He loves strip clubs. That was his thing. He probably wasn't great back then. He seems to have gotten better now, you know? Like, so let's get some umbrella God ones yoga. now. Okay. Let's, let's get some umbrella ones now. Let's go musical gimmicks. Okay. And mm. so That's interesting, though. We're, we're getting Kiss Demon. Yes. We're, get, we're, we're getting PN News. What about, what about we're uh, getting Man the Mountain mis- Rock? What about the Misfits? <laughs> the Misfits. The, um, I, even though I liked the idea of it, the, the No Limit Soldiers. Okay. It's like, you know what's good though? You know what's oh. good that falls into that? Don't be I mad at me, Isai. Don't Elias. be mad at me. Yeah. And Elias Honky Tonk it. Man. Oh. I mean, we Elias have, did it well. Elias you have a couple, well. you have a couple music gimmicks that the, did. The Rock. That the did Rock. The Rock music gimmick is amazing. There's a couple exceptions to the rule, but I agree with Isai. Music gimmicks, not the way to well, go. Well, no, no, but it's just like not all music gimmicks are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're just saying the bad ones under the music. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. I was just picking out the ones that I think are good. Well, because like the good ones, there's always something a little bit extra to it, you know. Like the ones that are bad start as we need to have a music gimmick. Mm-hmm. The like 
Elias was just like the drifter and was just this weird dude before he started playing guitar, like guitar in front of people. I remember, um, like, I remember something the, extra there. I remember the Kiss being Demon being so bad that even at the time when I loved Kiss, I didn't want it on WCW. That's so weird because that could have been so sick. I th- that was like the lowest rated segment in Nitro history is when I Kiss played. What it, what it looked like. What about Which ICP? Is, well, I, I guess that's not even a gimmick. Well, but ICP but has a big wrestling crossover. Gimmick. They have a, they, they've had a, a wrestling crossover for a long time. Yeah, uh, so that's not like even a, a, a music gimmick. That's just them going there and hanging out. Yeah, but no, I'm thinking of like Man Mountain Rock. He's the guy that played a WWF guitar, and like in the you ring. Think I sent the uh, the picture of him recently out of context. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, dude. I don't know. I can't even remember like, all of them exactly. And then like, um, fuck. It's um, this, PN News was one of like. One of the worst like rappers in like wrestling history. There's yo, baby, um, Mark Marrow. <laughs> There's Mark Marrow being Little Richard, like oh, which was yeah. even. It's not. It's Johnny like not B. even bad. Johnny B. Bad. It's not even really a music gimmick, but it's impersonating a musician's personality. Right, it's like, which, that's which is really just, weird. Which was also just him being all in makeup and acting effeminate, like basically being like. Uh, uh, oh, why is it escaping me right now? In like the lucha wrestling, what are the um, uh, Exotico? Exotico. He's yeah, basically I mean, that. I've never thought of it, but that yeah, Johnny B. Bad is like an American Exotico. Exactly. Like that. Little Richard was playing off of the like. Little Richard was playing off of you know like, um like, like drag queens and like um you know back then they would been called like you know transvestite like like mm-hmm. like street workers and stuff that he knew from like that era and like from like his neighborhood and stuff. He was playing off of those like those ideas. And like trans, and then mixing it with gospel, and yeah. then fucking Mark Marrow is taking like just the tiniest one percent of like that very, <laughs> very complex concept and just going, "Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna win." Which like, is like, I guess that's kind of the, the the basis of all good or bad wrestling gimmicks, right? Is just taking the essence of something that a crowd can like uh, identify, and then hoping it gets over, or hoping the person behind it can do a good enough job that people get it over. Yeah, it's like there's no substance to a Johnny B. Bad unless Mark Marrow can can add it there, which I don't remember shit about Johnny yeah, B. Bad and, other and than the, it being like something I wouldn't care, probably care for today. And then like you had so many of the white rapper gimmicks, especially after Cena, like got over. Mm-hmm. Like like now even showing up on AEW and Ring of Honor, like Slim J, who just like, and then you also had, um, what's his name? I, I'm thinking Jesse and Fest was just Slam Master J. It's like were there any other were there any white rapper gimmicks that Bold hit before before Cena? I mean, you could make it's not white rapper, but like uh, too cool is a similar idea. Kinda, it's white yeah. guys doing something they're not really supposed like that's doing not the, their doing thing. The worm, yeah. 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 And then like back to the musical gimmicks, it's like Jeff Jarrett, like on one of his runs, was supposed to be a country music star, and then he left the company, and so then they just made like the Road Dog. He was a real double J, Jesse James, and he just would sing the What's My Baby Tonight going to the ring. And then he would had a big feud with a man named Rockabilly, who was managed by the Honky Tonk Man. And it was Billy Gunn just holding the guitar. Sick with his ass? No. Oh, <laughs> not even. You know, just- just like in that one SpongeBob episode where you have to pick stuff. Oh no, that's Adventure Time where you have to stick, pick stuff up with your butt. Also, that one is a guitar. Sorry, because of Billy Gunn, what a gimmick that should be bad. 
but it, it rocks. It's ba- it was bad. The ass and man. then it well, was horrendous in its first run, and that's why it's fun now because like he's good, like good with like making well, fun. Well, so of it. the 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 whole like impetus of that is that first it was the road dog Jesse James and the badass Billy Gunn. He was badass Billy Gunn. Okay, and, and then that morphed into Mister Ass. He loved ass butts. Man. Exactly. You're always trying to define your gimmick to the most narrow. <laughs> so someone on the writing team watched Seinfeld and saw the, the ass man license plate episode. And then they're like, let's give it to Billy. He's not, he's not getting over. He's only six, five and shredded. <laughs> yeah. He's never going to get over. All right. So there, there, there was my first umbrella one. The next one is the vocational one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is a Duke the Jumpster. Cody Josie. Rhodes, the son of a plumber. The Repo Man. He's the son of a son of a plumber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the Repo Man, the the Duke the Jumpster Drosy, T.L. Hopper. He was a plumber. Wasn't uh, there wasn't there a the cop? Oh, yeah. Big boss man. Then you had his 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 enemy, Nails the Prisoner. Sick. Um, Cops and robbers, the, baby. The, um, the tries to murder Vince McMahon in his office. Yeah. Does, does Sergeant Slaughter fit into this? Oh yeah, he was literally like he was. There were so many bad yeah. army guys too. Yeah, this was a bad like a different thing. This was a bad <laughs> patriotism gimmick. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's from a different era, but it became a bad vocational gimmick. Like he left the company and then like got a GI Joe gimmick on his own because they had their own like deals, Boy, and so like, he couldn't do it. And like became even bigger outside the company, and then came back as like the vocation. Yeah, and then um, there's Captain Lou Albano, Albano, who was a plumber. Captain Lou Albano was just a weird guy. He just uh, played, he, he, he played Mario. That's that's right on the, the, on the TV show, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then um, you had like the different army guys, like Corporal Kirshner and like Sergeant Craig Pittman, the pit bull from uh, WCW. It's like, like army guy was just such a, mm-hmm. a thing. And then you get the hog farmers and the hillbillies, like hillbilly Jim and the Godwins, like Henry, Henry. O. Oh, Godwin. my God. The Godwins. And the Godwins Phineas make me I feel Godwin. gross. Pig. Yeah. The Godwins, when I look back on it, make me feel like gross to watch. I'm just like, I feel dirty. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's one of those like, like, you know, it's like scenes in movies that are like gross out and you're like. This is just this just actually does make me feel gross that yeah. I'm watching a person like eat until they throw up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then, um, booger. Yeah, and then, keep going with this. And then the well, next, uh, um, then you have like before you before you move on from that before you move uh, on from that. Uh, what do you think? Well, first of all, are we on the same page that does hacksaw Jim Duggan break that mold? So what hacksaw I was going to Jim s- Duggan is in a vocation. That's kind yeah. of you. What else is no, he? In? He's, patriot- was, he's patriotic. That's so, all. That's his gimmick is just patriotism. So I was going to bring up prop gimmicks. We'll get, we can get into prop gimmicks later. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then, no, I'll, wait. No, I'll, I'll hold my because, I'll hold because my like then you still then you have like the guys who were involved in other sports and that was their gimmick and like the goon. Yeah. Who was a hockey guy? The baseball who, guy. Who was that? Which one? Um, Bruce, the, Bruce. the Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schwartz. Yeah, Schwartz. But we dressed up like a baseball. Benjamin Button baseball ball. Baseball corpse paint. And then, like, this isn't in WWF, but this was in Chikara. But he had a guy that was a Mr. Touchdown. 
sick. That, that's, that's totally really different. Good. That's that totally rocks. a different world, but yeah, it just reminded me of that. But so you had guys like that, and like for whatever reason, like everyone Shorty G was a thing, and he just like a basketball player. That yeah, was weird. Yeah. Oh, that sucked, dude. Uh, yeah, oh, but... that's funny. There's actually I was looking this up too because I, I remember the what you were saying, uh, like the vocational side of things with the Repo mm-hmm. Man. I was like, that's familiar too. Is it? I, I came across this when we were looking up. Was that dude Barry Darson or Dar Darso? Barry Darso. So hole in one, Barry Darso. Dude, that's oh, him. But golf that's the, gimmick. Yeah, yeah, dude, Mr. Hole in One. <laughs> it's it like, was like there was so many weird little gimmicks like that, and it's so funny because it's like, why is this golfer just coming to the ring? Other uh, vocational gimmicks was um, men at work. They were construction mm, workers oh in God. WCW. And they would measure out, like if somebody was going to go for like a top rope move, they would get a tape measure, like measure it out. See, um, that doesn't sound bad. That sounds sick. To but me. it was awful. But what skates another line that I think is, and, and I might have the, the is it ro- Is it roadblock? No. Who was it's... just a roadblock and had like the big roadblock thing around him. And he'd walk sick. to the ring. <laughs> no, no. And what I want to talk about, and I don't have a great, you know, but the Mexi Cools. That right? was... So did they write? Never... Are they the ones who rode down on the lawnmowers? Yeah, but you tread lightly, brother. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I I feel like that's probably. But is that a bad gimmick? Or I don't remember it well enough well, to remember think, how it. I think another umbrella is racist gimmicks. Yeah, it's well, a different umbrella. Course, exactly. But no, 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 no. So um, the Mexi Cools, their thing was like that's what like everybody thought of like Mexicans was they're mowing your lawn and doing that and that's why they did it like to. Like right to be like the, oh this is what you think I am put it back in your face kind of a thing. Yeah. They, they never quite got to make like the this the, the the statement they never really got to like say the punchline to like the satire they were doing mm-hmm. and so it just in retrospect is just bad because like they were trying to respond to stuff like respond to all their stuff going on and just like well and you have this uh, monolithic never, you have this like yeah, monolithic character told. in eddie guerrero doing similar thing of being like lie cheat and steal that's what you were gonna say i am like i'll i'll be that times 10 for you in your fucking gimmick so it's like it kind of felt like it was in they, that same realm but i have don't a chance because Hoobie just pissed everybody oh uh, okay mm. nobody liked my, Hoobie. <laughs> the other thing i was gonna, well, were they technically vocational was that no. their whole was their whole no. thing Okay, no. it was just the lawnmowers as a racist thing. Yeah, and then 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 you have like one that's kind of a mix of both. Not necessarily, it had vocational uh, along with it was Curran White, which is both mm. racist. Uh-huh. But then he had kind the of caddy. But then he had the caddy, mm. which was Dolph Ziggler. And then also, let's just talk about the Spirit Squad. All right, here we go. Let's do it because that we're hits at, the vocational Dolph. or or sports. <laughs> yeah, and both. it was male cheerleaders, and they were evil. Nikki, Nikki, Mitch. Yeah, it was the match with God, right? They were involved. They were involved in that angle. Involved with Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon, and they hated Shawn Michaels. They hated it. They they might as well have been y'all because they hated HBK. (laughs) I love you. Whatever. He's number two in the world. Yeah, Bret Hart's is better. Matt, you voted him fifth. Fuck you. And then you and then it's like you um they, they were just evil cheerleaders and like it was so strange and like it's such a bad gimmick because like wh- why why are we like wh- why are we a either scared of them or why should we cheer them and what's their fucking purpose? Why do these cheerleaders decide hey one day let's just go wrestle now? 
Yeah. Then, like, stuff like that, I don't understand. And then, like, it, they they were around for so much longer in, like, a prime spot. And then they got literally, like, the most buried I've ever seen a gimmick get buried. It was HBK and Triple H reunited DX, throwing them in a backstage production crate that had that thing saying, ship it back to OVW. <laughs> That's actually really fucking awesome. They, was Dolph Ziggler the, the only breakout from the Spirit Squad? Yeah. Um, yeah, well. so they tr- Kenny Dykstra was supposed to be kind of the big one. And because um, he was kind of the leader of the Spirit Squad and he was super young. But then he got some John Cena heat because his girlfriend at the time was also having relations with Cena. So mm. that didn't help him. In um, real life? Yeah. And then, like, then, them dog days of John Cena. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, John Cena just ruined careers for a while. Usually yeah. with his dick. Usually with his dick. Um, but then, there, I can think of three careers he's ruined. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it was really strange. They're just evil fucking cheerleaders. And the gimmick was bad, but I, but it did reunite DX. And I think I'm like one of like five people. That look back fondly in the like 2006-ish DX run. The oh, dad DX. Yeah, yeah. Christian just, DX. Yeah, just because like fucking Shawn Michaels doing crop shops like at his it's, chest. It's fun. I'm not gonna do it at my dick. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Remember when I, the Spirit Squad like, came back like five years ago? Yeah, to, and, uh, during SmackDown when the headbangers were back. Yeah. The the feud with the last time that Dolph Ziggler was a good baby face. So it's interesting yeah. to see if he'll that off right now it was kenny who i'm pretty sure ken don't works for wwe again and mike bondo who were the two best wrestlers um aside from dolph ziggler and that the other the other guys just were guys like nick mitchell he just like was a a a guy like i think he was like a reality star guy and then he also dated tori wilson for a while so i think he still won yeah okay yeah i wonder if you ever visited uh beautiful boise idaho okay I, i was thinking about props all right, I'm spitting us. out a weird one just because it's it's it was a good gimmick, but it's bad. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. No, the snake. Oh, oh Jake. Yeah, the snake part of it is bad. We Animal were, abuse. Russell, Russell and I were watching Boy Meets World, and I I forgot that they just showed a match with Jake the Snake Invader, and she was crying. Yeah, it's rough to see because she was like, idiot. "That's a is that a real snake?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you more about it, and I can't, I can't." Yeah, the, I, the I fact agree. that Jake is not allowed to own pets in the state of Florida anymore is yeah, you know, good for I'm obviously always like great. I'm so glad he's clean. Yes. Um, I know that he has like tried to appeal that a few times and kind of like come out a little like saying some like kind of butthurt shit about it. It's like, no, Jake, you deserve to not. You deserve yeah. that part. That's like part of your your past life that you should leave in the past. Consequences to your actions. Yeah, and like I'm not saying he was a bad wrestler, just that specific aspect. But I like, agree that yeah, I don't props. think anything. I don't think anything that involves live animals, which they've done a lot. Uh, you know, are you, the, are you saying the British bulldogs with their dog? Was, yeah, dogs. I feel like dogs have gotten. I mean, well, we, even we when Cody like, was bringing exactly, his we saw, arrow, we saw how much Pharaoh hated it. This isn't a gimmick, but it was a gimmick match. Was the kettle from Hell match? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was, I will say, that the the lead up to that storyline was hilarious because the big boss man did make Al Snow his own dog, Pepper. Oh yeah. And, and then also, this brings me back to when Earthquake murdered the snake 
and then made Quake mm-hmm. Burgers. Quake Burgers. For Jake the Snake Roberts. Earthquake, yeah. right? Who in WCW was the shark man. The shark. Uh, the shark. Snake. He's like, well, uh, Earthquake, I mean, I, can't, I, can't I think eat these I think I'm the, just trying to eat right. I, th- <laughs> wow. I think the main event for, for this whole thing is going to be the Dungeon of Doom. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's... well, I've got a couple before we get into that. Oh, oh of course, yeah, yeah. of course. That that that's what I'm just okay, saying. That's okay, the okay, okay. That's the kind of the height of things because it was it was put in such yeah. a prominent spot. Was terrible the whole time, and then they just and kept adding to it. I was gonna say kind of like the NWO would kind of turn into a terrible gimmick eventually. But mm-hmm. yeah, but like, are there other this this I didn't even research, but are there other prop ones like take uh, hacksaw just had a two by four? That yeah, was his uh, whole thing. I oh. mean. I mean, Jim Cornette with the tennis racket is like notorious. <laughs> okay, like, that's a big one. Is like so. I that, like, I, Ryan Zane when he plays his heel manager character has a as a spray bottle like that's like supposed to be making fun of like the Jim Cornette like tennis racket. Thing. Yeah, here's, and then, here's then, like the Brandon thing. Cutler with the cold spray. Like here's there are a, prop gimmicks. Here's the thing about Cornette that I just learned. I thought the dude was just really into tennis, and that's why people always brought tennis up when they talked about him. I didn't know that was one of his gifts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like he like it's like chased people away with it because he was like hoity-toity, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like country club kind of shithead guy. I'm trying to think. I think if we're gonna go like the worst like kind of prop gimmick, it was when the Vintner Eric Rowan had the fucking spider in the case. Oh, dude, that was <laughs> that bad. Was sick. And then Lily, what the, oh, hell the Bludgeon Brothers, where they just had the big, big, the big hammers. hammers. The big hammers were really like, good. Eugene from Curse of Cowardly Dog Mallets. Yeah, yeah exactly. The fucking, the fucking, the fucking Lily, the doll, the haunted. Yeah, power that bring that brings me into my next one. Powers, the fiend, bad. Oh, uh, let's go. Let's go. Um, supernatural gimmicks. Yeah, Undertaker bad. fucking sucks. Um, great. Go interesting. To hell. Here's here's what I have to say about the fiend. It's bad fucking ass until there's the hammer and then the execution of it was just bad. And the, all the powers and looking, the goo, the fucking goo from Alexis, the fucking goo. Just honestly, on her face. in that Randy Orton match, that was badass. Um, there are parts of it that I loved. And then looking back, it just was such a mess. I quit. I think it's like the filth. That I, Randy Orton match you, that you like, Jordan. Where she lit on fire? No, that was a different match. I'm talking about the WrestleMania match where the goo came down Alexa Bliss's face. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. And the box, and the box-like object. Yes, I like the one where he lit on fire. That was cool. Um, well, it's like part of me wonders how much of the the fiend would have been different under this administration. I mean, the fiend wouldn't have happened under this administration. But here's the thing: I think, I think it's good. I think and, that um, Bray Wyatt needs a um, somebody to help kind of curtail some of his creative stuff because, mm. especially when it's not going to be one hundred percent him, mm-hmm. it's like it's going to get bastardized. Yep. But it it was so out there anyway that like I don't know if like his original creative vision would have also been good because it's so out there. It's like you don't need that kind of supernatural shit. Like mm-hmm. it's like one of the worst supernatural gimmicks lasted for all of like one real segment and a bunch of promos was seven. Seven, WC- yes, yeah, which is gold, WCW. which is gold dust, right? Seven, one dust? of gold dust, one of gold dust gimmicks, and he was essentially going to be like the Undertaker, and like he floated to the ring, 
and like he had these weird like promos like talking about like like looking in the windows of children huh. and oh. then he then he floated to the ring cool, and it was man. like enough of this shit i'm <laughs> dustin rhodes oh they want me to call they want to call me seven and they want me to play halloween and dress up like uncle fester and like just bury the gimmick and so like that was still one of the worst supernatural gimmicks fucking mordecai Mordecai, dude. Mordecai could have been something. It felt like, but it was just too was he much. Part of, was he part of the vampire guys? Kind of. He was like, like the light, though. He was with the Eddie? light. No, he wasn't. That was Gangrel. Oh, okay. Oh, Gangrel. Okay. Mordecai was a, Mordecai. Kevin Thorne then did become a vampire later on, um, but Mordecai was supposed to be like the ant, like the he was like a religious zealot. He had like okay. all these white robes, this massive white staff talking about prop gimmicks, but it just didn't work out. It was just too much. I think especially now, like it's very hard to pull off some of these like supernatural gimmicks. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I think the theme, it's, like it's hard to pull off a supernatural gimmick when you have also Brock Lesnar. But also think about like, um, well, it wasn't we never I get I never really watched it when it was in its like where people were really loving it, but like the broken Matt Hardy stuff that seemed like people were on board at first. But that was just him being weird and it worked really well on the indies. But once you put it on a bigger stage, it's not that good. But that's kind of where I and I agree completely, and it's where I you, I, you I straddle it, this line though of being like, Well, I think the some of the best things separated. Because some of the best things in wrestling from its its origins as a carny event are these things that are larger than life, these characters, these weird things that, you know, are supposed to kind of mystify you. It's easier to mystify somebody in the 90s than it is now, I think. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I think you, if you're going to do a, a supernatural gimmick, you can't rely on special effects as much. You can't rely on. You kind of got to be subtle with it like Malachi's doing. A little bit because like the, the stuff where like Kane would bring the fire from the, you know, the, 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 the ring posts and like all that stuff was so incredible, but it's like, we've seen it now. So it's like, if you're mm-hmm. going to do supernatural, which I think is always, I hope always has a place in mainstream wrestling, big characters, big things that aren't just like cool moves. Yeah. Got to be smarter about how you put it across. And you know, I, like, think, I, I think, I think Malachi to your point is doing a good job. And I think like Alistair was too, because it's not, technically supernatural it's just a little spooky it's a little culty i think and that's the best way to do it fucking bray wyatt like when he was the cult leader the original honestly fantastic like top 10 has to be a top 10 gimmick oh yeah if we're doing a good gimmick fucking episode yeah i'm also gonna go pee okay have fun um (laughs) but yeah like there's you gotta add the subtlety you know yeah, exactly. I, I think so, too. There just has to be a little bit more creativity if you're going to do something so outside the bounds of, like, physical reality. I But, you know, here's the thing, too. Like, I was down. I was super down with the uh, uh, the. Oh, now I can't remember their name. It's, it didn't last long enough. But the the supernatural faction on NXT with um, was it Mei Ying or what was her name? Uh, oh, and, and Boa yeah, yeah, yeah. and Xia no. Lee. See, that was good. And then they didn't follow through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That, the part like, where it began to me to suck was the was second when, when they she, threw in she had the power on the yep. stage. Uh-huh. It yep. was just too much. And yeah, yeah I, I think, I, I'm with you. There's I think there's always a place for it. I'm always going to root one, for it to be done well. Yeah. If they kept it like maybe if they did that, uh, 
less mysticism and just did like Zaya Lee and Boa are like these fucking badass warriors, it might have worked better. Mm-hmm. You supernatural you shit still, in the vignettes, but when you're in the ring, supernatural story, yeah. And then ring have it be competitive, have the match yeah. be the thing we watch, and then tell the supernatural shit in fun video packages or something, and be subtle in the ring if you're gonna do it. Yeah, because yeah, you just can't do the same thing anymore. Even like the the to your point with Bray Wyatt, like the the bugs being projected down on the ring, it's like <laughs> it's kind of a fun effect, but it's like. I, there's not even a little kid in the world. Well, maybe, I don't know. I'm not, you know, but like I've got around a bunch of kids, but it's like, they're not gonna be scared of that. Like they're not going to do that thing that the undertaker or mankind in the boiler room was creepy. And like, it's not the same yes. with projecting bugs on the fucking ring. Well, but mankind also was like still subtly supernatural, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mankind from, from what I know, but like he could, he didn't have powers. No, no, not outwardly. Yeah. It, but and even like undertaker didn't have powers. I mean, eventually he did. Eventually, he eventually started shooting lightning and doing him and Kane. Well, he came back from the dead. He came back from the dead too. So, Uh, also also like in '94, do you remember like when like Yokozuna murdered him and then like his soul flew up? Uh, I was on the jumbotron. Wait, what? Yeah, his soul flew up and he talked to everyone from uh, heaven or hell or wherever he was going. It was was inside. Hold on, it was from inside the casket. He did like a promo and he was like, that's right. Started talking and then died. And then his, like his soul flew up. Damn, dude, is Undertaker a bad gimmick? Yes. Undertaker is a bad gimmick done so well by Mark Calloway that it's a good gimmick. He's, wow. he's a dead man with MMA gloves. <laughs> that was that's fucking it's stupid. A vo- it's, a vo- it's a vocational gimmick. It that's, literally happened during the vocational gimmick that, era. That was later on where he had the MMA gloves. His and also worst- like weird. Yeah. Worst hair in wrestling. No, it's not. Ooh, I don't know. Baron that Corbin fucking might... stringy ass piece of shit. No, Ugh. it wasn't back in the day at all. You, oh, okay. you don't get to have opinions on The Undertaker. Yeah, I do. I no. have recency bias and it's bad. You don't get to. His hair used to be big and fluffy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be... You talking about old man, old man Mark's hair? Yeah, yeah, I fucking hate him. It's thinning. It's thinning. And he he, he dyes it too dark. But you know what you're going to do? You got to you gotta perform for the fans. All right, you got to make little Derek happy. I'm really curious what eyeliner he uses because, like, it's just hilarious that, like, this old fucking very conservative man has been applying just a very perfect, very subtle eyeliner for, like, 30 years now. It's like, I wonder what I wonder what brand he uses. Yeah, like, Mark, Mark going into the store, like, to pick Ew. up. Probably what like, you he, get at Walgreens. Exactly. I'm sure it is a drugstore brand. But like it also stays on there really well, so it's a good waterproof <laughs> one. Like he's got a good, he's got a good eyeliner going. I on. would love that. I would love like a, a WWE <laughs> makeup tutorial <laughs> YouTube series. I, Dustin did one once. Yeah, kind of. It'd just be funny of him just going like, "Just okay, you take the eyeliner and you just make sure it's perfectly right on your your eyelid." <laughs> exactly. And that's all you do. If it touches yeah. your eyeball itself, it will cause you to tear up. Pain. Do you remember? It hurts his, a good amount. His um, his uh, like his documentary. And he was talking about his dad. And he's like, yeah, my dad, he was a whole country boy, didn't want to see his son put on eyeliner. It's like, he was like trying to just be like, yeah, my dad probably thought I was gay. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, people, I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> never mind. No. I, I, I went to a fucking concert with my dad wearing full makeup the other day to celebrate <sighs> him retiring from being a pastor. So, oh, like, oh just happy, imagine. happy retirement to your pop. Uh, speaking speaking of of gay oh talking the, about the, are the talking gay. about flam, 
flamboyant gimmicks. The gay dudes. Yeah, so I mean Billy and Chuck. What was it? Billy Billy and Chuck Chuck and and Larry. I mean, we, I mean, our longest episode ever is our one about queer wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, there's a reason for that. And that's like, there's a lot there. There's like, there's a, a history of look back on it and it's it's bad queer gimmicks. I mean, literally since Gorgeous George, it was like playing the gay villain stereotype. Yeah. Also, it was one of the first gimmicks ever. Muhammad Ali based his gimmick on Gorgeous George, mm-hmm. you know, and shit. But then it's like, it stayed that way forever. And then Billy Chuck is like, the height of it of going like this the mid-2000s south park gay humor basically like come to life yeah, yeah. Do you remember like when rico like was their their stylist and then like then became even more feminine when teaming with like the the super straight wrestler guy charlie haas mm. and it's like, like come on <laughs> yeah god rico's like one of the best workers ever to like start way too late <laughs> He's like, like started when he was like, he was like 40. He was like the best worker in a lot of matches, but it's like, oh, he's way too fucking old already. Yeah, but then like there was so many of that, like, like just those like gimmicks that's like, oh, you gotta be they're bad guys because they're gay. And then old Billy class. and Chuck. Yeah, Billy and Chuck is just like they almost did it right and then got cold feet. Yeah. Like they, they, they almost like, stumbled, they almost stumbled into something that felt real. They, like, <laughs> like, wasn't glad, glad. Like, yes like, glad was participating with them they, no they thought they were doing it well and then oh. they were like they then the wedding happened and glad was so fucking angry and i i would be too i i am in i am for myself in retrospect because back then i thought it was funny but like you know i didn't understand yeah. some stuff back then like now i'm like jesus like why there's there's one if you can do everything the exact same if you just cut out them saying, oh, we're not gay, we're not we're not getting married, but you still have the big Samoan guys come attack them. You still have Eric Bischoff like rip off the thing. All that could say the same because then you can just push them as these huge baby faces that and then have the guys. have the wedding actually happen eventually. Yeah. Like and not as, get interrupted. As baby faces, not as this like shock thing, but as like finally like they get to do this and people are behind them because they end up beating three minute warning and like the the two like gangster ass looking Samoan dudes get beat up by the quote unquote gay guys. That could be like actually a the, cool story. They they were already like ba- basically baby faces eventually just because people thought they were funny. You know, like it was basically fun, like how in like South Park they're like treating people really badly like for being gay, but you still like them because they're fun. You know, like right. That's what Billy and Chuck were turning into, and they're just like for some reason got the coldest feet and couldn't read their own audience, like. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. And like, especially around that time, like, I feel like that was the height of haha gay funny. Haha gay is funny. And so like there there was all like there's always been this dynamic in wrestling is like sexy cells. And then up until recently, it's gay is funny. And so it's like I feel like anymore, you know, obviously I there's a lot of wrestlers like in an independent scene right now who are like proudly out. And that's a very big part of their character is their sexuality. Uh, but that's like, I, I feel like pretty recent, right? Like I can't think of any other time other than like, I mean, in, in the U S in the U S uh, anything other than like straight fighting man, you know, was kind of like, it, it just wasn't really yeah, acceptable as something real. And if you were the quote unquote flamboyant one, you were the heel. Yeah, it, it was like either you're you're 
used for a laugh uh, or they're going to be, you know, or you get the shit beat out of you. Yeah. And so uh, any, any more gimmicks before we head to the, there's so many. I do have one more. I have one more that I can't make up my mind on if it was good or bad. And that is uh, of just right, right in the sweet spot of watching SmackDown in the early mid two thousands is, is the boogeyman. It's it's, It's a bad gimmick that hit its, peak of how good it could get i think because it skated that supernatural line for <laughs> sure and and like it was creepy it genuinely creeped me out the worms in his mouth everything is like oh that's that's commitment that's scary it's creepy but there was never there was never like a a boogeyman push right ever i, I mean he was that. in a he was in a big feud with booker t who trained him like but that's the cool shit because like he was trained by stevie ray and booker t like he wasn't bad in the ring he was old. He was a little bit maybe too old, and his character was definitely louder than or yeah. or was more impactful than his in-ring presence. And I think, and then um before we get on to the main event, too, I think that's a good do a couple quick hitters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Simon Dean character, like the fitness guru guys, those uh, ones never hit because like they did it with the body donnas too. Yeah, and and kind of as he was a motivational speaker, but DDP was like. Yeah, all of DDP's gimmicks when he was in WWF were god, god oh, fucking terrible. Yeah, um, and you know, speaking, you know, we we're talking about like, que- like queer characters in wrestling, kind of the opposite, and kind of also a one of those oh, just a dude sort of things. Even though they tr- were trying to gimmick real hard with him, is Darren Young. Like they had the ability to tell a good story with him being like the first openly gay wrestler, right? You know, yeah. but then they just had him with oh fuck what's his name um, uh fucking uh bob, bob Backlund. yeah bob Backlund. bob Backlund, and it just was like this weird motivational thing and it's also kind of playing off trump like imagery yeah that like, make they make darren young great again yeah mm. it's like it wasn't ever gonna hit but like you had a real story you could tell with darren young that whole time like mm-hmm. just do it like yeah, yeah, exactly. And I thought, you know, again, one of the major big promises that AEW kind of had is like, we're going to have characters who are authentically themselves doing their character. And then it's like, you see how little interest Tony Khan has in pushing a sunny kiss or how we have like Nyla Rose as a break glass in case of like need to look like we're aware of socially kind of a thing where it's like, they don't actually yeah. give a fuck, but they made a big promise. And so that's like extra, like why it's kind of like, you dug yourself in a deeper hole than you even had to by making so many big ass promises of like, we see that this is a, an area that needs to be represented better. We can do that. And then just be like, I actually don't like it. I actually really don't mm-hmm. like it. It's more like if what I think with AEW, it's more like if one of the wrestlers who gets over is queer, they don't care that they're queer, but that, that, then that they see that as progress. They're like, okay, yeah. cool, good for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, Hey, we have Aubrey's out there. Every, Aubrey's out there every night. It's like, like we don't make okay. a big deal about it. It's just how we don't make us. She's married to a man, but she's still openly bisexual. It's like okay, that's not that's just great for her. <laughs> yeah, like so great for her. Like that's not progress as a company. Like come on, right? Well, and in the world of wrestling, and maybe this is like um, it is something. It's like, that you, it's like Sony Deville too. It's yeah. like it's like oh, she's out there all the time. What are you talking about? It's like you right. kind of, we I allow her to post pictures with her ten, like you know <laughs> ten girlfriends per year. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, we, we remember those pride ads we did. Mm-hmm. We had rainbow shirts in June. Yeah. And, and I could be totally wrong. I, I totally could be wrong, but it's like, it almost seems like in the, at least in the world of wrestling, 
You don't want to be so subtle that it's like, we don't care that they're gay. We don't even fucking see color, dude. We don't even fucking care that they're, that it's like, I, I we just, we just represent, but it's like in some way you want that on-screen representation for I the fans because, watching. I think the reason that they don't is because like WWE is a publicly traded company and then it's like the cons are billionaires. And right. If you, if you do a story or a character and then it starts not maybe going where it should, or something happens or, you know, you know, the story gets a little muddled with some things that could be awful PR. For mm-hmm. I like yeah. as someone who works in, in marketing and is a queer person. Like I, I get it. Like I understand why it hasn't happened. And at the same time, it's like, look at across media in general. I think that glass got broken pretty recently where people stopped being afraid of like just having queer or like you know some like neurodivergent characters or like whatever like just exist on a tv show without it being the only story about them yeah i mean you gotta and wrestling's five years behind other media right so like they they just need to get to that point where they just have a storyline happen and let websites who write about it make it a big deal don't make it a big deal yourself and but that's gonna be so fucking hard for steph and don't do it on the back and don't do it in fucking june yeah do not Jeff, they're going to end up doing it in February and it's also going to be a black wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I guess like and before we move on to the main event, I guess about that, like, do you think if if a character, uh, if, a, if a wrestler like Effie were to sign with AEW or WWE, do you think just innately being a, a part of having um, like a, a larger checks and balances system? would be a detriment to the character where now, you know, obviously they can do whatever they want, wherever yes. they want. Yes. Would just having question, the umbrella yes. of a major company already just immediately make it where you have to water uh, it down? Look at Joey Janela. Joey Janela, like Joey Janela, and I, I was not a queer character, but like his character in AEW was so watered down versus what he right. is on the indies. And I think like Effie would basically get the same thing. Like Effie's, Effie's character isn't that he's gay. Like part of his sexuality isn't really part of his character. It's part of himself as a person and he makes it like part of the whole presentation his his character is like that mess of a dude you meet at a gay bar and like you know is like oh fuck what's wrong with that dude like and that's a very specific person the fact that he's gay isn't necessarily a part of that but it's just like part of who he is as a person it would just be nothingness he would just go out there and lose matches if he's an aide yeah yeah and wear his cool jacket you know Mm -hmm. yeah he would just have to be out there looking cool. People would be like, I know that name. But he'd be aware. I mean, he'd be like, oh, he's obviously gay because he's wearing fishnets and has Barbie font. Yeah. You well, know? And like, like a lot of his merch, like I love like the, was it make wrestling gay again? Like the fans. The wrestling is gay. Yeah. yeah re- like yeah, pro wrestling yeah. is gay and stuff. Like it seems like it is a big part of his whole like overall like image. But it's. I, I think it's because like Effie is like somebody that is like dialing themselves up to quote unquote to right. 11. And I guess oh, yeah. Here in, in interviews, he's, he's a chill dude. Like, yeah, but I guess he just hanging out with his boyfriend. Eleven is just different on the independent scene than it would be under the umbrella of AEW or, or WWE. That's a different kind of eleven, I guess that you can tune yeah. yourself up. And to. then uh, again, a couple quick hitters. Maybe not as much discussion, but we get um, any wrestlers that were forced to wrestle in a dress or in drag. Perry <laughs> Saturn, fucking Big Vito, um, like stuff like that. Stupid Amish wrestlers. I hate them. I hate the Amish stuff too. Amish dude. Roadkill and fucking Levi Everett can go to hell. Um, when TNA made Okada Okado off of the Green Lantern, he was ah. Green Hornet. Yeah, Green. Yeah, whatever. Hornet or, guy. Yeah, Green Hornet. Yeah. Yeah, just Okado. Um, that was awful. Um, yeah, there's some just um, racist gimmicks in general. So mm-hmm. 
I Kai and Ty, um, not at first, but you know, when they had them get dubbed over the loudspeaker and they'd be moving their mouths, and then you just would hear indeed. Um uh, yeah, well, like Muhammad, Ma- Muhammad Hassan post fucking 2001. Yeah, Muhammad Hassan, the Italian guy that was forced to play a uh, a terrorist, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um the Iron day Sh- of the well, London that was a good one. Iron Sheik was that was a good game. Just, that's just him. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, the day of the London bombings, um, they sacrificed uh, Davari, Sean Davari. They carried him out like he was a martyr. And then these guys in like combat gear choked out the Undertaker. With, with a like, garrote. Yeah, with a garrote. Just like fucking we're murdering him. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's those. So racist gimmicks in general um, like uh, that. Or yeah. Just, yeah. There's ones that I'm like, Especially from like New Japan sometimes, where I'm just like, is this race like because it's like cultural differences of like what is acceptable or not in Japan are just different. They come from different viewpoints, you know. Like yeah. they're not a country who had the like who had slavery going on forever, but then sometimes you know, so they don't have that like dark mark. But then they also maybe somehow didn't learn lessons yeah. from some of that that we've learned. Like see, like the Tempura Boys. Oh and, yeah, like, right. it's, like it's like I can't. I don't know if I can be okay with this. Like, I don't know if I can like <laughs> cheer this on or not. Like, yeah. they're just like weird stuff like that. Sometimes like, well, I don't understand. We didn't even ever like really get into new Japan's gimmicks because yeah. there are some that are absolutely batshit. I don't know if they're bad or it's just cultural difference. And to me, yeah. it's the same in, in like, uh, in like, uh, uh, in, in AAA and stuff like that too. There's some wild gimmicks, but it's like, I just don't have the cultural know-how to know if it's a good or bad gimmick. Oh. Is Dr. Wagner Jr. a time trap? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have he is. no idea. Um, all right. Time for the main event. We've been going ding, a ding, long ding, time, ding. but it is the Dungeon of Doom. It is one of the worst things ever to happen in wrestling. So Hulk Hogan goes to WCW, and he needs to fight all his friends. He got jobs. Um, and it is so weird, and he stumbles into their lairs like, there's no Hulkamaniacs here. And it's like this weird, shitty, campy ass, like fucking like Z level movie shit. Like, like Scooby Doo episode where they're meeting a different like fran like people from a different franchise level writing. It was a Scooby Doo hour long episodes where the Globetrotters or Don Knotts would show up. So the best episodes. Well, in WCW in total, right? I mean, there's kind of there's multiple eras, right? But really, writing wise, don't we have like we have Kevin Sullivan and then we have fucking Vince Russo. Uh, yeah, and and so this is a, a Dungeon of Doom is a Kevin Sullivan creation. Yeah, and he was involved. Yeah, and he's so, literally, literally on literally on screen on screen. And so um, we got some of the worst ones from there is the Master, who was played by King Curtis Iakea. He was just this weird fat guy that sat in the uh, fucking throne. <laughs> okay. You had the Shark, played by uh, John Tenta, who was. The avalanche earthquake. earthquake. Yeah, and so he just would run around and like put his hand on his head. And, like I'm a shark. That's um, sick. I you had that. I, I which then inspired Shark Boy, which then became Shark Boy, like Stone Cold Shark Boy, <laughs> like the weirdest mix of like just like rabbit hole. Yeah, like, there's just this right weird there. like we are gonna get a shark over. <laughs> you had Loch Ness, who That's was cool. who was a UK wrestler. Who was, of course, the Loch Ness monster, Tight. played by this big fat guy named Giant Haystacks, who was a huge wrestler over there, like in the UK. But this was Dude, his Giant big Haystacks. Yeah, Loch Ness. 
Um, you had like Gangrel and Luna Vachon kind of did a little run. You had Bronn the Leprechaun, who was Sick. played by S- Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Uh, Hugh Morris, Bill DeMott, you know, get it? Humorous. He was the laughing man. <laughs> Sick. That was Bill DeMott. Wow. See, yeah. you're, you're selling this for me. Yeah. Um, you had like Vader, like which was fine. You had like, um, here's like Kamala, whatever reason, got a job. He was the Ugandan giant. Um, he like his thing was he was a savage from Africa. Not, with, not the vice president. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No, and like his thing was he was a quote unquote savage from Africa. He didn't speak English, but he was really just some like fat guy from the south. His name was James. Um, and then the big ones. The one of the first big ones, and this was was the giant. He was originally billed as Andre the Giant's son. And, and this he is was, Paul White. Yeah, this is Paul White. Mm-hmm. He was back for revenge. Sick. And he actually won the title in his first match. What's he back for revenge from? Like, this industry for, killed my dad. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and it's all Hogan's fault. Um, they had the, the monster truck match. Right. Yeah, that right. Where, where Hogan throws him off the thing. And off then of he building. Just, and then he just walks down the fucking ring. And they... Yeah, they're just like, oh my god, he's alive, and never explained it. After they and, threw him off the top of a skyscraper, and then the worst one, the worst fucking gimmick on this list, it is the Yeti, the Yeti, the Yeti, who was a seven foot mummy that was frozen, that was unfrozen by the Dungeon of Doom to come and kill Hulkamania, and he was called the Yeti. By Tony Schiavone, <laughs> and he came out and he just dry humped Hogan. And he dry humped him, not a joke. Dry humped Hogan in the and, ring. And I don't think wasn't it a guy? Wasn't it a guy? His name was Ron Reese. He wasn't. Oh, very I don't know why. I thought it was Kevin Nash for some reason. <laughs> Yete, it's just yeah. a tall fucker. Just a tall fucking dude. Yeah, that's a god. That's god awful. It really is like you can see. The, the, the annals of history have shown us the times where they were just throwing shit at the wall to see what would get ratings. Because all of this is, there's an attitude era around all of this, but it's just a fire that you're trying to generate that is just not, not most of the time is not going to catch. No. But we get all these little three to four week glimpses of just fucking awful attempts at, at really trying to get people really riled up over like crazy gimmicks. And it's it's fun, man. If you got like, if you're sick, if you're sick, and you just want to cruise through YouTube or whatever, <laughs> there's some fun shit to watch from bad gimmicks. There bad is. wrestling is some of the best wrestling. But oh my god, when they're trying to make it get over, when someone's trying to take a bad gimmick too seriously, it's just doomed from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there we go. There's bad gimmicks and discussion around them. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun because like we still like I can think of like. 10 categories that we didn't even like go down those trails that are still around. Like that's how much stuff there is. Yeah, we didn't even get to bad gimmick like, matches. Yeah. Bad gimmick matches or like, you know, bad gimmicks in retrospect. Right. Like JBL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But that's that. That's that for yeah. today. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's, that is the show. It was nicely wrapped up in a nice little bow. Um, I've, I've, I tapped out a little bit ago. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> we, we went deeper than I thought we were. Me too. Going. I thought this was going to yeah. not be and like that. 
And that's my fault. Because, no, yeah, truly I, madly deeply. But I like it, though, because really it is interesting to see, like, there's not that big of a chasm between a good and a bad gimmick. It is really just like there, there has to be a decent enough foundation, but it really comes to who's pulling it off. Yeah. As long as as long as someone good is doing it, then it, as long as, it ends as long as up. Get, yeah, as long as you get pulled off, you're going to jizz. So it's good, yeah. Man. Yeah. 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 So uh, thank you all for listening. Bret Hart is the greatest wrestler of all time. And uh, WrestleBoys316 says, uh, I'm going to go get lunch and eat it alone like I'm fucking Steven Lansberg. Yeah.